welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. This is your host, Lorraine Ball. Maybe you think that when someone says something negative, you shouldn't dignify their comment with a reply, but that's actually not the best strategy. And I've invited David Oates to join me to talk about why that isn't. Now, you may remember hearing an interview with David not too long ago. He's back for a repeat performance, and there'll be a link to his original episode in the show notes. But David brings more than 25 years of strategic public relations experience dealing with a wide array of adverse public events. Starting as a U.S. Navy public affairs officer, corporate marketing officer, nonprofit president, he excels in expertly addressing a myriad of crises spanning military government, corporate charity, and startup environments. You can read the rest of his bio in the show notes, but David, welcome back to the show. It's good to see you again. Thanks for having me on. It is so nice to have you back. We had such a good conversation about how you should respond, but I think a lot of people are still hesitant to respond. And I'd love to dive into the topic of when do you dignify the comment with a response and why you should do that more often than not? Yeah, because the reality is everybody, right or wrong, tends to have the same weight and credibility in say a social media post or an online review. Now that rubs most of us the wrong way, particularly when we get criticism from somebody who may not have ever been a customer or an employee, may not certainly have had realistic expectations when they walked in our virtual or actual physical front door. You know, they're just out of line and you feel like all you're gonna do is to give them some credibility that shouldn't be given to them because, you know, they're wrong or sometimes, they're fake, right? We've seen that before where, where reviews and all of that are from nobody that you've dealt with. Maybe they're a rival, maybe they're a competitor, who knows? But the reality is it's very hard for most individuals to see that when they see a post that disparages you. So mm-hmm. unfortunately or fortunately, you have to respond. The, the, fortunate, the unfortunate thing about it is that sometimes you've got to give at least a response to somebody who doesn't deserve one. But the fortunate thing about it is you have the power to do it in the same vein that the detractors do. You have the ability through, and again, as we talked in the last podcast episode, with empathy and action, be able to address it, be able to set the context. And again, you're not necessarily doing it because you're trying to dissuade the detractor, the the naysayer to change their mind. You're telegraphing everybody else who matters to you, your customers, your partners, your employees, your general public, prospective clients, that you take things seriously and that you are going to take for action, even if the action is just to clear the air with misunderstanding. And that's a hard pill for some people to swallow, but so important nowadays. Oh, I think it's so important because I know as a consumer, when I am considering, we do a lot of traveling and I read a lot of reviews and I read restaurant reviews and tour company reviews. And I recognize that things go wrong. And so what I'm looking for is, do the complaints sound legitimate? And then how does the business respond? Because if something goes wrong, how will they respond to me? Absolutely. You know, I I tend to see 
businesses, organizations, whether it's, you know, again, the local mom and pop shop, the tourism or a bigger company, when they've got everybody just glowingly singing their praises, nobody, nobody took exceptions to their product or service. I look at that as almost too good. Right. Mm -hmm. But so, so I'm not looking for a preponderance of negative reviews, but, but one or two people are like, eh, it wasn't my thing tends, you know, tends to, to make the rest of them look authentic. And then what really settles it for me to go after that, you know, to, to engage that business or that, that organization is when on that one slightly negative or completely negative review, the organization responded and responded with empathy and action. They've got me there. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that that's true. And you're right. Especially if the organization for whatever reason, didn't hit it out of the park, right? We're all human. We all have, we all have shortcomings. And if they didn't, then they own up to it. Oh, hundred percent, even better. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan from there. Absolutely. Let's go back and put myself in the shoes of the business owner. And how do I decide that this is one that I really shouldn't even bother with? I mean, are there some that you're like, I can't win. This is, this is not worth it. That's a great question. I would say it's limited to a very finite set of circumstances. Chiefly among them is when somebody uses hateful terms. Now, I want to, I want to couch this. When somebody's saying things, and, and apologies for the crassness of it, like, you know, you should be shot. I should burn your house down. I should, you know, all of those hateful things. Okay. Not only do you not respond, but then on whatever platform, whether that's Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Yelp, Google, there's a method by which you can flag that as hate speech. And in this day and age, those social media and those review sites will take that down because they violated the terms and conditions of doing that. They have threatened harm to somebody like that. Now, Mm -hmm. There are uncomfortable languages like your product stinks, or sucks. It's awful. I wouldn't feed this to my dog. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, that's really uncomfortable. And that's a little bit, um, uh, let's just say sophomoric, but it's not hate speech and those you want to respond to, but the ones who are really hateful, don't respond to them, flag them as inappropriate and hate speech. And nine out of 10 times, the social media sites, particularly in this day and age, are going to take that down. But that's, you know, as a general rule for the purposes of this podcast, that's really it. Okay. So that leaves a whole lot of other reviews. Let's talk about strategies for, I'm sorry, you 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 aren't a customer. You didn't stay at my hotel. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know who you are. I literally had somebody complaining about something we did at Round Peg and they were talking about a service that wasn't even digital marketing. I mean, I, I don't want to say they were, they were saying the shoes they bought didn't fit, but it was that kind of crazy. Right, right. Yeah. It was kind of like, what? Wait, wait, what? I, ideally, right? I love those questions because I get it all the time. So here's the answer that I give. First off, you start with empathy, right? Hey, thank you very much for the review. Appreciate your perspective. We always value hearing from others from that. By the way, we don't have a record of you being a customer. Would you call this number so that we can we can see if we can reconcile this and figure out and then and then come to terms? And again, you do this like you do all review responses with the intent to not necessarily change the mindset of the detractor. You do this to telegraph to everybody else that either you're on it, you take it seriously, or in the case of a fake review, that they probably shouldn't take it at least as, as face value, right? They shouldn't weight this one equally to the other reviews. And everybody gets that when you do that. Like, ah, uh, we we don't see it. We don't know if you were a customer or not. So please help us, like call us. We're engaging, right? 
And that's the best way to do it. Don't don't get argumentative. Don't get crass. Just call it out in a nice way like that, and people will get it. And I love that because you're you're calling them a liar, but you're not. Right. <laughs> right. Because truth, okay, so truthfully, right, it always gives you an out. Like people are saying, oh, it's passive aggressive, and I don't like that. I like being direct. Okay, fair enough. But you really don't know if this was a customer or not. I mean, it sounds odd. It sounds But unless you can really correlate to say definitively, this is not a customer, which you can't with everybody using their own different IDs and mm-hmm. alter egos on social media and reviews, you really don't know. So it gives you an mm-hmm. out, but still telegraphs everybody else like, we don't think this is legit, right? Any words of caution for people who think they can stack the deck with friends and family writing great reviews? They got to be legitimate reviews, right? And the other thing about that is it would happen organically. Like I, I love when I get, you know, let, let's, I'll just use again, mom and pop shop, right? Well, let's say there's a, there's a restaurant that I go to family friendly and it's a mom and pop shop and they go, Hey, you know, I see that sticker on there. Like, Hey, we're on we're on Facebook, we're on Google, we're on Yelp. Now, you know, I'm a, I'm a PR guy. I like to, mm-hmm. to make sure that I put a review on there because I know how valuable that is to them. And those will happen organically. You provide a really good service or a really good product and you promote the fact that, hey, help us out on Yelp if you do that there. You're not telling them what reviews to write. You're not, you're not only singling out the people who, you know, mm-hmm. who, who, who love you. If you do good stuff, that stuff will happen organically. But you but you do have to promote it. You do have to promote, hey, if you find this inclined, we'd love to hear what you have to think on a review and 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 keep reminding that to people and you'll get the good reviews. And there's other systems and customer service that I interact with that I can certainly talk through. But um, but if you stack the deck with friends and family and all of a sudden there's this like overnight, there's like 10 positive reviews, like on Yelp, Yelp will screen those. Yelp will Yelp will say, okay, all of a sudden you went from zero to ten. In three days, you did something. You stacked the deck. We're not calling these legitimate. And they'll filter them. And, and then it was an effort all for naught. Well, and we actually had that where we had a client that reached out to a large group of customers at once. And a lot of them did respond, but it was too many too fast. So that idea of asking every day as part of your business is a great one. Totally. David, this was wonderful. Thank you for dropping by again. I'm so glad that we caught up. And thank you again for allowing me to participate in your book. That's an awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. And for those of you that don't know what David's talking about, if you like More Than A Few Words, be sure to check out More Than A Few Written Words, featuring essays by a collection of my guests, including David. It's available on Amazon and there'll be a link in the show notes. David, so glad you could be a part of both. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Be well. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to look for other episodes of More Than A Few Words wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.